You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Okay, Al. Let's see what you can do this time. (laughs) Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Now you go. Okay, okay, Al. Say it, I blew that. Yes, you did. <laughs> Yee-haw! <laughs> I love it. We're in a rush to get started this morning, and I blew it. The preceding program was a mistake. <laughs> All righty, it's Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you this, today. I was going to say this morning, but it cost me a buck, because <laughs> Steve and I have a bet that if I say morning... It costs me money, so here we go. All righty. Today we're going to be talking to John Carmichael. John is the CEO or what are you, John? CEO Works. CEO Works for Omnic, Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. They're the guys that actually overlook the automotive industry, new and used. And we've got some interesting information to give you. Um, John's been with them now over a year now, right? Actually, coming up, I'm in my third year. In your third year? Yeah, wow, time man. flies by. Unbelievable. I think it was just, <laughs> I love it. And then, of course, you've got a long history with Plaza and, and then those dealerships that you uh, ran for years and years. Yeah, I was in the business for 37 years and yeah. uh, a great socks, experience. Socks older than that, I think. Anyways, Mike Wilson is with us from Lant Insurance, and we're going to be talking about Brits. In the park, every year they take the British cars and they run them up to uh, local parts. This was actually in Lindsay. I'm surprised those old things actually make it out there. But uh, Maybe they trailer them out there. I think they must be. You think, eh? Well, and I look at them and I look at, like, I used to have an old MG and I used to have an old, uh, you know, Austin uh, and and the Morris Minor 1000 and all those cars. I love those cars. I went to school with them. Mike Kent. We have uh, two Mikes today. Mike Kent is with us from Right Drive, and Mike is actually importing cars from Asia, uh, mostly Japan. These are 14 and uh, to 20-year-old vehicles, but they're, like, brand new. And he sells them to, believe it or not, people like the post office, you know, for rural routes where they have to have the steering wheel on the wrong side. So we're going to talk about that industry, too, too. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. We want you to go there. We want you to follow us on Facebook, and you get a chance at $250 worth of gasoline from Esso, and uh, it's filling up. I'm surprised how strong it is. So Facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. You can actually see us live because we actually broadcast live on that channel. And uh, enter the contest. Follow us on Facebook, and you have a chance to win. And you can see Dave has uh, two sets of glasses on. I do, yeah. Go one on. over his head, <laughs> one on the eyes. <laughs> and that's impressive. You drive with those, too? No, it's just I just came from the printer, so I can't see a thing. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's take the show, and let's move it along, and let's... Play the background music, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. we got a great show lined up for you. In the studio is the CEO of Omvic, Mr. John Carmichael. He'll tell you maybe a bit about golfing in uh, Ireland. 
maybe, and the good shots. Also, Mike Kent from rightdrive.ca. So if you want to know more about driving on the right side as opposed to the left side. Or the wrong side. Or the wrong side. <laughs> that's a great website to check out before uh, we get this thing going. And then Mike Land will be coming on for Brits. Brits in the Park, which should be a very, very good show. It's Lovely okay. Show. Just show. my phone. There's no problem. Over to you, Dave. Okay. Now, the, the thing is that people are buying more and more expensive cars. And in order to afford them, they drag out the financing up to now, what, 96 months? Uh, my, We're seeing lots of that, yes. So after five years, these people are in the ditch. The car has been paid off. You're just paying the interest. And they're in deep trouble because now they, they, they have a car that isn't worth What's going against it? Well, they haven't depreciated the car far enough right. that they can get out of the car um, and into their next vehicle, whatever. And um, and so we encourage people to think about how far you're going to go in the car. You know, you might buy a car that's already got 100,000 kilometers or 150,000 kilometers. It's an affordability issue or it's a new car. <clears throat> and you're going to take a 96-month loan and, and the depreciated value at the end of Four or five years when you're ready to get out of that car because your lifestyle may have changed. Mm. Uh, you're not driving the distance or you do require to be driving a lot further. That car is not worth what the market, uh, what you need from the market. And, uh, and so it becomes a real problem. You have to cough up a lot of money to get out of the deal. You got to, well, and, and the other problem is, is when you do get into the next deal, negative equity is where consumers refinance the differential yes. from the previous car. So you might have a you might have a deficiency of five thousand dollars at the extreme or more. I, I'm uh, wondering if it, where how did this all get started? It was just a case of you know Joe Blow walks into the dealership and says I want a car and and you the salesperson go I can make that happen for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what it's it's affordability of the vehicle. Uh, mm-hmm. Vehicles have become more and more expensive, and people want to get. And let's face it, uh, you know, we still need our cars to get to work, to get kids to school, whatever we're doing. No, I, obviously so, we, we, we do need that. I'm just wondering how, you know, uh, the, the, the salesperson, for example, was making it, a, making it able for me to do that, yeah. but without telling me the rest of the story, which was, oh, by the way, we've added two more years of financing. So our job at OnVic, and we have lots of educational tools that we, um, we want consumers to be aware of mm-hmm. that talks about negative equity and what you should be aware of on the way into a contract. Right, exactly. If you're not fully informed, you could end up with a big ticket at the end of your So is this uh, something that you want the dealer to spend some time with the client and say, look, you know what, you're going into an eight-year finance deal here. Uh, we probably want to want the car back in maybe five years, but you're going to end up you're in a negative, negative equity. Well, we talk to the dealers uh, extensively about ensuring that the consumer has is really clear on how far they're going to drive the car. Yeah. How what's their normal trading cycle? Are they a three year owner, a five year owner? Are you really going to keep it for ninety six months? Wow. And most people just aren't going to do that. That's a that's a rare situation. So we we ask our dealers to make sure that um, you know you're you're providing all of the relevant information for the consumer to make an informed decision. It's a double-edged sword, though. You want to sell the vehicle, but you also want to make them aware of how deep he's going in. So, I mean, you could lose the deal. Well, you know what? Uh, good dealers, though, will yeah. work with you, Dave, and say, Dave, how many? Uh, where do you work? Yeah. How far is it from your home? What do you do with the uh, car on the weekends? Do you drive to the country? What are you doing? You know, good dealers will try and work through your needs. And we hear it every day that uh, lots of dealers out there that, Try to ensure that the consumer is fully informed. Yeah, you've got the odd situation where it doesn't happen, and that just leads to a problem with uh, 
with the consumer. And, and for the consumer specifically, we've got education tools on our website that would be a great You've got, help. yes, academy, at, right? you got a school. we got the academy, and it's at omvic.ca. And, you know, for every consumer, just plug in, click into the academy and watch the videos. Gives you a good explanation of what we're talking about today. You know, it interests me. Uh, you know, you walk into the dealership and you see all this shiny stuff sitting there. It's so clean. It smells great. You sit in it. And you don't realize two things. One, it may not be the right car for you. It doesn't fit. It's too big or it's too small for your lifestyle. And the second thing is you don't know about the service department. How good do they take care of you after you bought the car? And people just never never bother to walk in the back and say, hey, guys, you know, talk to a customer there and say, how do they treat you here? Isn't that part of it, though, as, as a consumer where, you know, you, a lot of people now are, are looking at buying cars and they go online, yeah. a couple of dealerships, then they'll go into a dealership and check it out. But then there's a the temptation, John. You're looking at so many dealerships now and just the brands themselves have gone from, you know, monthly monthly leases to paying every two weeks to now every week. So there's the temptation to go, you know, I can handle like eighty nine ninety nine a week and then yep. it builds up, right? Yeah, no, it's a it's a baited hook. You've got to. Uh, yeah, it's it's not dishonest by any stretch. It's trying to break it down into something that has uh, relevance competitively. But you've still got to get the answers on uh, on well, your own lifestyle and and how far you and your affordability. Well, you don't realize if you're paying biweekly, so you're not making twelve payments a year. You're making twenty six payments a yep. year. So that's another extra month they've thrown in there. So, well, you've got to you've got to get all that information up front. Yeah, and, and again, if I. Uh, I can direct consumers to our website and get the information. We need to uh, ensure that when you go out to buy that car or lease that car, new or used, uh, that you've got all the tools in your toolbox to make an informed decision. So how do you, you've got a problem because you always get them <coughs> after the fact. I oh. bought and I did and I da da da. But you have to have a problem where you try and talk to them before they walk into the place. Yes. Well, no, and that's the whole point of the website is that, you know, we're trying to in, inform yeah. people so they go and look at what they need to be the questions they need to be asking when they go into the dealership rather than trying to put out the fire afterwards, yeah. correct? So as you know, with OMVIC, we're the regulator, and our business is new and used car sales and leasing. Right. So it, it's the front end, if you like, of the business. We don't – our business isn't the mechanical repair, although we do get a number of calls on that, that. Sure. But that refers back to government normally under the Consumer Protection Act. So but. I was just going to say, now the next trend is we don't even go to the dealership. Companies like Carvana that are coming around now where you just buy the car online, they deliver it to your house, right? Or they'll buy your car online and come to the house with a check and pick it up. Yep. That's a whole new ball of wax that you're dealing with. Well, you're seeing that, and uh, and it's growing. It's coming. I mean, it, it, it hasn't fully arrived. Concierge service mm -hmm. is another part of that envelope where yes. dealers will deliver a car to your house for you to drive it. The laws in Ontario still require the transaction to be completed in the dealership. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it has to be behind the brick and mortar. But with online transactions growing, we're working very hard to find a solution to how do we adapt to that so that we're not we're not creating obstacles to the business being done. But it's interesting because it, you know they show millennials. Yeah. It's the millennials, and uh, they're too lazy to get up because they're watching TV and and waiting for Uber to, Eats to come, so they're buying a car. And now, all of a sudden, something isn't right about that car, and the whole thing starts, and they start phoning it. And they represent almost 40% of the market now for buying cars. So there's there's an adjustment that everybody's got to make in the, in the yeah. industry. And well, you know, yep. Sorry, I was going to say, and on top of all of that, you now have the new subscription services That's that are right. coming <laughs> along, which is a partial 
ownership. You know, it's the uh, the mavens and those types of organizations yes. who are offering a completely different type of transaction. And, and this freaky thing that I found out was, and I found it from Walkaway Insurance, less than 1% of the market is cash. Everything is financed. All plastic. All so plastic. listen, if you have any questions, if you're going to go out and look for a car this weekend and you're concerned about what to buy and where you're protected... Uh, you can give us a call right now or you can go on to facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage and ask John Carmichael online what your question may be. So stick around for the entire hour. It's a great show and a great weekend to join us on Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. And welcome back on a Saturday here in Toronto. This is Dave's Corner Garage. The lines are filling up. So if you have called in and you're on hold, please be patient. Over to you, Dave. Alrighty, We're with John Carmichael, who is the boss <laughs> like to refer to that. Um, I'm Vic, I was surprised. It's already been three years. I just remembered him being uh, elected. <laughs> it's figure. amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you sent out, uh, we would call a secret shopper. I mean, everybody uses secret shoppers. Walmart and all those stores do. And then you found out a lot of uh, issues with dealerships that are not complying with what the regulations are. <clears throat> Dave, it's a huge part of our business. Uh, yeah. Is ensuring that dealers are compliant with their advertising, with their transactions and disclosure. Uh, disclosure is one of the biggest single problems we have where if the car has been used as a daily rental or it's been in an accident, uh, those types of things have to be fully disclosed at the time of sale. So we put shoppers into local markets and we, uh, our most recent secret mystery shopping uh, exercises were in London Windsor Corridor and in uh, Sudbury Sault Ste. Marie. So uh, in, in the London Windsor Corridor, we shopped for used vehicles at 25 dealerships. Uh, we visited franchise and used vehicle dealers, so there was a good mix yeah. of both. Uh, seven of the twenty-one dealers attempted to add fees to the yeah. to the to the price because all-in pricing is the is the uh, law has been since twenty ten, and it's still our single biggest issue in terms of. So compliance. you should explain all-in pricing means everything, everything that's advertised yeah. on the car. The only addition that a dealer can add is uh, HST and license. Gee, I'm really sorry, John, but that Ford is gone. So I can put you into this Ford. <laughs> well, happens? and that's a problem. If if the car is gone and it's been advertised, there's got to be some justification support to that. Okay, so there's a bit of sales showing it's gone. Yep. We got right. we, we, and our okay. people will be looking for that. Seven dealers did not disclose previous accidents. I mentioned mm. disclosures, uh, which included a $23,000 claim on one wow. vehicle. Mm. I mean that's a that's a completely. Oh, it was just a vehicle. scratch at the mall. That's a crash at the mall. Yeah, uh, one dealer presented a vehicle with possible rollback odometer. Mm -hmm. uh, that's still continuing today, and with technology, it's becoming a problem again. Yeah, we've talked about it with Terry on the on yep. before. You, you can go on Kijiji and find someone who will do it for. He'll come bucks. to your driveway. Yeah, 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 and it's illegal. Yes. But uh, but it's coming back, and it's very simple. Doesn't it show up in the UVA package? Like, uh, you oh, research sure. it. Yeah, I mean, if you do your homework and you get all of the uh, all yeah. the background material, yes, and you track the car, find out where it's been and how many kilometers were on it at last service, for example, that's all helpful. But we still hear uh, regularly about cars that are being rolled back and will go to auction with a hundred thousand less kilometers yes. than what uh, what the last okay. service. Okay, so was. I'm now the consumer. I bought this car that's obviously <clears throat> been rolled back. Uh, I have a year, is it, that I can come back and have have that car replaced? Yes. So there's People a it's, aware it's called it. rescission, and yeah. it's uh, that's right. It you you can bring that car back, and if if we can prove it, and we will get involved with the consumer to work with the dealer to ensure that consumer is protected through that exercise. 
And uh, similarly on uh, disclosures, if the car was a daily rental car and wasn't disclosed, I believe that's 90 days, though, uh, that they have on that one. Um, but private people do not have to disclose a rental car. No. Only dealers. But still, if you're going to sell a car. Yes. Well, if, if, if you have purchased a daily rental vehicle and it's been owned by an owner before it goes back to a dealership, then uh, you don't have to disclose that. Now, you have a real problem coming up. When you have all these Ubers and Lyft cars coming in, because these are actually private taxis. Those are a challenge, and That's we're, a real we're wrestling challenge, right? with that, yes. So, I mean, maybe we need a meter for the back seat. If the back seat is below a certain specification, you know something's Right. <laughs> well, we, uh, and we've had much discussion on that, and that, that issue hasn't gone away yet. We're, uh, so how is the dealer disclosed that? You know, like I bought the car, and I found to. out later there's it was no, There's no... Um, if if uh if the seller yeah. wants to disclose it, look, I've been driving for Uber or Lyft, and I've got uh, two hundred thousand kilometers on the car. That's uh, that's his right, or that's that's wonderful that he yeah. would disclose that. But under Uber and Lyft, you don't have to. Interesting, and that's a challenge for us. So there's another thing that people have to watch for. We have to get that nailed down. So if you're driving a Camry or. A- but it's used Corolla or whatever. It's, that's all most of them are. Or Mazdas. Sonatas lately. Sonatas. <laughs> Sonatas. Out there. Yeah. Frank, yeah, Frank yeah. Sonata. Okay, <laughs> we have a bunch of calls we're going to get to right after this break, including Carol, who's got a question about SUVs, some Civics, and uh, some other calls. So stay with us. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Coffees and Caesars are topped up. We're ready to get back to it. And don't forget, you can go on to Facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage and enter just by going like and then follow. We'll get it on our digital team and they'll invite you back in and you get a chance to win an ESO gift card for $250. And that's nothing. We're going to have a bigger contest next month. Shh. But I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> what, are, what are you going to do for people with electric cars? <laughs> Is there job. not a contest? A big, uh, we're going to give him a big Duracell battery. I don't need no, <laughs> I don't need no, big. don't need no gas. Okay, we're going to now talk about uh, Carol. We're going to talk to Carol and Mississauga. And Carol has a question about an SUV, sports utility vehicle. What can we do for you, Carol? Hi, good morning. Before I start, I'd just like to say how much I enjoy your program uh, every Saturday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. $5 really is on the way out to you, madam. <laughs> 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 My question is, I've always had um, uh, land yachts, if you if you will. Uh, that's an old phrase, but yeah. you two will know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed the sedan, and, and I've usually kept them for about 10 or 12 years. I had a beautiful Saturn um, that I just adored. There was nothing wrong with it. I'd had it for 14 years, but my body has started to fall apart. Uh, they're lower. I couldn't get in and out of it. Uh, yep. I had all sorts of issues. So I had to go to an SUV, which I really did not want to. Uh, I bought a second-hand one or mm-hmm. used one, whatever you choose to call them. Right. I find it drives very differently. I know it's got a, a higher, you know, it's it's higher center of gravity. Yeah. Center of gravity. Thank you. Um, but I find it doesn't stop the same. It doesn't corner the same. Um, I'm old, so I don't drive as fast as I used to. But still, I find. I can't get used to it, and I've had it for about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Saturn and I were like, we were like we belonged together. We It was an extension of me, or I was an extension of it, whichever way you look at it. I just can't sort of find a comfort level what, with um, this darn SUV. Can I ask you what kind, what model did you buy? Uh, it's a Hyundai Santa Fe um um oh, no, that's fine. or something. Well, the yeah. Santa Fe is actually... 
most people that have them really like them. Yeah, they're um, pretty benign. I mean, yeah. obviously, because it's higher off the ground and the weight is different, it's not going to feel like a sedan. It, it can't. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do find it easy to get in and out, do you not? Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, it's got three things that I, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. The heated seats. Right. I can get in and out of it without an issue. And if I want to uh, go shopping, all I have to do is pop the back yes. uh, hatch, and I don't have to bend down and kind of crawl into the trunk to lift things out. So it's got three things I really, really love, okay? Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, I can't see the front of it. Uh, all I can see are the windshield wipers because I never know where the front of the car is. Right. Backing up is, is I have hit more posts and underground garages mm-hmm. than I have ever hit anything in my whole life of driving, and I'm 68. You know, uh, and it's not because I don't know where I'm going. It's just if it, I may, if I may stop you for one second. Uh-huh. My wife had this. It's taught you. It's like listening to my wife because she's got the same issues. And okay. and we ended up buying a Mercedes GLK. We bought this car about nine years ago, uh, and she won't trade it in. It it fits her. She's happy about it. It has a television that shows you when you're backing up. It's right. square in the front. Uh, it's it's reliable as as anything. Uh, I would if if you're serious about it, maybe it's time to get rid of this Hyundai and and look into something a little more expensive that fits you. Mm. You know that was the we were talking about that at the beginning of the show. People buy a car, they get all excited, but then they realize it doesn't fit them. So, uh, like I say, I, my yeah, there's is, no way to really transform the vehicle. The only way you can do it is to get out of that vehicle yes. into something else. <laughs> you get into something that more more a better relationship with or an Obus form. Yeah, <laughs> I think the good news uh, for Carol is that she's able to get in and out of the car more comfortably. Yes. She's got the heated seats, and let's face it, some of us, and Carol, we might be in the same I like uh, the heated steering wheel. Generation, heated seats, <laughs> heated steering wheel. We can get in and uh, turn it on, and the back doesn't ache as badly anymore. And, Correct, but, yes. But the, yes. the problem is finding that right fit for you. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know that there's an easy solution if, if this car isn't doing it for you, you've You've probably got to go and try a few others just to see what what is the uh, it's going to give you that uh, that type of driving comfort you want. The nice thing is, Carol, too. I mean, you know, for you to drive to a dealership and, and take a car for a ride and sit down with a salesman and just shoot the breeze for a bit, just to find out what they're going to allow you on yours, um, what the new cost is, and what the difference is, and yeah. whether that's going to work for you. That that doesn't cost you anything but some time. That's right. All. And uh, there's a website called VMR Canada. Okay. If you want to write that down, VMR Canada. Look right. up your car, and it'll tell you basically what its value is and what the dealer would offer you. There's a wholesale side, and there's a retail side. And remember, the dealer will only give you a wholesale, less a little bit of reconditioning, because he doesn't right. really want your car. Because mm-hmm. now it's a problem for him to to ah. convert it. So you'll give. Don't be surprised of of the loss that you're going to have to accept to get out of that car. You know, Dave, what, one of the things that's interesting about Carol's call is that um, today with technology and computers, a lot of people do their shopping online. Yes. And they do all of their research online, and they might, let's take the, the Santa Fe. It's a great truck. I mean, it does its job, and it's well, uh, it's it's a big selling well vehicle. Well engineered, yeah. Um, but uh, it's not until you get in the car to try it that you really know. And it, it so if, if, if you do your... your homework online and then you go and shop three four five dealerships for that vehicle you might get the best price but you still haven't figured out if that's the the truck is going to see you exactly 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 right that's a big i'm surprised that you mentioned back pains 
Because I sold my first car because I hated it so much. While they're talking about their bodies falling apart, Carol, Carol, thanks for your call and good luck with your with your SUV. All right. Thank you. Have a great weekend. More thanks, calls Carol. coming your way, along with uh, John Carmichael from the CEO of Mavic, Mike Wilson from Land Insurance at a Car Show, and also Mike Kent from RightDrive.ca will be coming up all before the hour is out. We welcome your calls. Stick around. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage, and wherever you are, thanks for tuning in. I hope you got some air conditioning or you're sitting on a dock somewhere with a cup of coffee and listening to John Carmichael along with Dave Renninger and Alan Gilman, Dave's Corner Garage. Back to you, Dave. Mike Wilson is with Lant Insurance, and uh, Mike is, uh, you know our policy, no expenses bared. Uh, Mike is out there for free. Uh, Mike, uh, we're talking about Brits in the Park, and then we're going to talk about buybacks. So let's talk about Brits in the Park first. That's right. Good morning, guys. I hope everyone's staying cool. That's nice in here. It's nice in here. Yeah. (laughs) Nice, nice AC blasting. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow, a great event actually in Lindsay, Ontario. Uh, Brits in the Park, beautiful Victoria Park. Uh, Great show uh, put on by the British or the Victoria British uh, Car Club. Mm -hmm. Nine to three. Um, And you're going to see anything from your, your MGs. Triumphs, Bentleys, I think there's a couple Morgans actually that usually show up, uh, Lotus or two. It's a pretty neat event. I remember I was there once, I didn't recognize the car, it was a Mayflower. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's something you don't come across. <laughs> no. I, I don't know if I've seen one in person. And I love what uh, British cars have a certain smell. You get inside that car, and nothing smells like a British car because it's that old leather and, and the old wood, and it's really yeah. an experience. So There's the, nothing like it. If you get a chance to take a ride in like a Triumph or an MG, definitely take them up on it for sure. Now, is this free or is it? Uh, is there for a charity or how does this work? Uh, yeah. So any anybody that's looking to enter a car in, there is a twenty dollars entry fee. Mm. But uh, anybody that wants to come out and actually just you know check out the cars, that's free to the public. How so. much is that in pounds sterling, though? Oh my goodness, gonna put Zip. me on the spot. Six pounds twenty. Six pounds twenty. okay, let's talk about something else right now, which is a salvage endorsement. That's right. Okay, so, so we, you better explain that. Yeah, so we've got something that's pretty unique to the uh to the hobby here. Um we're the only ones doing it. It's called a, a cherished salvage endorsement that you can put onto your policy um for any antique classic muscle car hot rod. Um, special interest, you know, you name it. If, if we're ensuring that we can put this uh, uh, coverage on, uh, in the case of a, a total loss situation, you always have the right as uh, the insured to buy that vehicle back. You have the first right of refusal. So, um, but the thing is, is after a total loss, who's to know what that cost would be, right? Depending on what the damage was that you know the the, the loss happened. So. Um, this endorsement, basically, if you have it on your policy, you can you can almost double dip on the policy. So you get the whole value of the vehicle, say if it's insured for twenty thousand, they're writing a check for the twenty thousand minus the deductible. But you also get to keep the salvage. You don't have to worry about buying it back from them. So mm. um, it's a very unique coverage that, uh, like I said, we're the only ones doing uh, this in the the hobby here in Ontario. Now, so. Mike, so so now, I have an old Ferrari. Uh, yep. The book value is one hundred fifty thousand plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I would write that thing off, I don't know why it hardly runs. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but now uh, that's so I could keep the car after we settled the policy. Exactly, we would we would write the check for the you know the one hundred fifty, oh. 
and you get to keep the the vehicle. So if there's any parts that you can salvage or or say if there's sentimental value to the vehicle, um, you know, yeah. it's it's been in the family since day one. And you want to keep this car regardless and build it back, um, you know, you, you, you have that option. So, well, sure. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, people who are in the hobby are actual, you know, hobby mechanics, for example. Yes. Um, they could find yeah. another donor vehicle, perhaps. Yeah. And, yep. and rebuild what they got. Gee, honey, I can spend another 10 years in the back garage. <laughs> <laughs> or you get the 150 and you part it out and you make, uh, you know, another 30 grand on it. So um, the coverage is very, very inexpensive. Uh, you know, the average, you know, cost for that is $30, $50 a year, um, depending on the value. So it, it, it's a very, very neat coverage to have available. Uh, Mike, how do they get in touch with you to yeah. find out more? Yeah, give us a call, or you can always check us out online at www.lantinsurance.ca. And you've got an activity page where people can go to and, and find more information about Brits in the Park and whatever else is oh, coming up. Definitely. Go to the Events tab, and you've got all the events, cruise nights there listed for you. Thank you, Mike. We'll send you out further. But again, there's no remuneration. This is company hey, policy. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Guys. <laughs> you, can go swimming in, you can go swimming in Jeff Coy's backyard pool. Hey, you better believe <laughs> That'd it. That'd be nice. Thanks I'll for calling in, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. More calls to get to before the hour is out. And some unique call-ins about, speaking of Brits in the Park, driving on the right side or the left side. We'll figure it out. Coming up next, this is Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Let's get to the phones right now. We've got Mike Kent on the line from rightdrive.ca. Dave, over to you. Mike, good morning. Uh, got a question for you. What does JDM stand for? Japanese domestic market. Ah, so you're into that. And, and so right-hand drive, you actually bring these cars in from Asia. Uh, yep. What's the, the rules? They're 15 years or older? Yeah, that's right. They got to be 15 years old or older to come into Canada. If you're bringing vehicles into the States, it's 25 years old or older. Um, but yeah, that, that doesn't apply just to vehicles from Asiatic countries. That's from anywhere in the world for non North American manufactured vehicles. Mm. And the trick is that they're all right hand drive. Most of them. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. (laughs) But the cool part is, you know, some, some countries, especially Japan, it's such a, you know, vehicle centric country. Uh, you know, so many people, so many original equipment manufacturers. There's a lot, you know, they're they're really a car nation. So a lot of vehicles that are collectible, left hand drive, uh, you know, exotics or what have you have ended up in Japan. Uh, so having a nice, uh, streaming source to be able to bring them over safely and, prepare them and make sure they're ready for the road. That's all, uh, uh, that's all, you know, possible from Japan. Now who buys these vehicles? Uh, enthusiasts, but I know a bunch of, know people, a bunch of people who are like uh, Canada post will buy them for rural routes. For sure. Our dealership is really unique. You know, we, we consider ourselves to be like the first used car OEM almost, you know, because we bring, we bring these vehicles over, we prepare them uh, and sell them to commercial spaces, sports cars and collectible clients, uh, film and television, landscapers. Uh, so we've kind of divided niches into our, uh, into our market, you know, to, uh, to fulfill vehicles for and uh, offer just all of the standard things that you can find, underwritten warranties, uh, financing and leasing options, all, all of these things. So, Mike, do you actually have an inventory yourself or do people just have to, you know, find it or how's it work? Yeah, good question. So uh, some of our inventory, you know, we do have inventory on site. Yep. We always have anywhere from, uh, you know, 30 to 60 vehicles uh, in inventory at any one time. So if you were to come by the dealership, always lots to see. We've always got cool projects on the go and it's, it's a lot of fun. So 
We love it when people come by and visit. Uh, but about half of our business is done on a custom ordering program because you may come to the dealership and say, you know what, I love that car, but my budget is only half of that. Or I'd like that car in blue with a sunroof. Uh, and we have a no charge ordering program where uh, we'll go out and find that car for you and appropriate one of our uh, one of our team members, uh, you know, in Japan or in England to help you find that exact vehicle. What are some of the top cars that you people are sort of nibbling at right now? Golly, you know, it's changed so much. Uh, Haggerty is really good at putting out um, uh, standards for uh, uh, where the collectible car scene is going. So we've seen wild trends with some of the Japanese-made made vehicles, like the Toyota Supra, the Nissan Skyline, Toyota MR2, Mazda RX-7. These have gone through, like, the Porsche air-cooled, uh, you know, 911 craze that, that you know, that kind of went a couple years ago, where air-cooled, you know, Carrera 2s are going for four times what they were going for. Well, just two weeks ago, uh, a 1997 Toyota Supra, uh, you know, with 130,000 kilometers sold to Barrett-Jackson for 176,000 U.S. Wow. Wow. So the Japanese are finally getting a little recognition. They are. They are. They're, uh, you know, they're standing up and and, and enjoying the, uh, you know, the fact that they were a really cool car culture kind of from the mid-80s through to the mid-2000s. I mean, they were producing stuff that was just wild, purpose-built cars, almost like the, you know, from the 20s and 30s, how you could buy chassis and put on different bodies. And, uh, you know, there were so many different variants. Japan was really following that structure, making these really cool cars, really cool cars. So, um, you know, lots of stuff to be seen and stuff that you've never heard of. It's all available on our website. Can you uh, kind of predict what the next boom will be? You know, I think that the uh, uh, the classic car. Some people might disagree with me, so you know, I, I'm 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 talking from a car sort of hidden in the bushes, so nobody gets their sights on me. But uh, some, <laughs> you know, I think the classic car is becoming a bit antiquated. Yeah. The group, you know, finds the muscle car as the classic car. Uh, that that generation is getting older, uh, and the group that's coming up next. They don't really look at the '69 Fastback Mustang as a as a as a classic. They look at it as a bit more of an antique. And what they consider classic is, you know, a 25-year-old Toyota Supra uh, or Mazda RX-7. So really, it, it, it's a natural flow for car culture to say, where did the coolest cars come from and when? And in the 60s and 70s, America, Italy, England, they, they, they held that flag, you know, from the mid-80s through to, again, the early 2000s, Japan, England, you know, they really held that. All right, Mike, Mike speaking of flags, uh, I think the checkered flag is running. we got to take a break. Okay, thanks, boys. So thanks, it's rightdrive.ca, correct? You got it. All right, have yourself a great weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. Yeah. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're back. we got a few more minutes to squeeze in with John Carmichael from Omvik and some more calls. Dave, over to you. Okay, we're going to go to line three. Alan, go ahead. Yeah, our first, our next <laughs> caller is going to be Mr. Kent Sr., apparently. Mr. Kent, how are you? Hello. Hi, everyone. How are you? Yeah, I'm just calling uh, to congratulate uh, Alan Gelman, uh, who I went to school with many years ago at North he remembers. And, yeah, I'm great, and I just think it's fantastic that here you are with uh, 30, 40 years of successful careers, and now my son is on your show. So That's, <laughs> That's a small world. <laughs> wow, okay. You know what you can hear is radio in the background. That's the, the, oh, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. So. <laughs> you threw him off, Peter, but uh, it's okay. Al, do you want to? You remember talk about uh, going to school with him? Did you get into trouble or what? 
I, you know what? I mean, we used to party a fair bit. I mean, maybe it's just gone from my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember. <laughs> the party. Alan leads lunch. lunch what money. class were we in together, Mike? Well, it was a long time ago, and uh, it was around the time, unfortunately, of your motorcycle mishap. Okay, okay. Whoops. So, think, uh, there, that plan. added some validity right there, so yeah. I, I, I know obviously it, it is. Well, you have to drop by the shop if you like sometime. Okay. Are you, you live in the neighborhood? Yeah, in North York, yeah. Oh, super. So come on by. We uh, we can have a coffee. So we had the fruit of your loins on, and <laughs> it was pretty good. I like him. I met him, and I like the guy. You did a good oh, job. Congratulations. Right. Congratulations to both of you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much. Take care. Have a great weekend. Okay. Thanks for calling. Um, let's quickly go to Betty before she's been hanging all, all day. Betty, I apologize for keeping you on hold. Please go ahead. Hello? Yes, go ahead, go ahead. Betty. Uh, yes, I've got a 2016 uh, Honda Civic that I bought in April. Uh-huh. The air conditioner's gone on it. Did you buy it new or used? New. Okay. Um, you should still be under warranty for the most part. But it's 2016, and I bought it in April. Yeah, that's still okay. But did they? Did you not get the full three-year warranty with the vehicle? Yeah, you would get a three-year warranty, but it, the three years have gone now. Have you tried talking to the dealership where you bought it? <clears throat> now, what I've done is I've, I've put a call into the, the dealership. They haven't called me back, but I also went online and apparently there's a lot of problems with the um, the compressor, and they're, apparently they're supposedly aware of it, but I haven't had a recall notice. And I'm just wondering how I should approach the dealer when I do, um, you know... So how long have you had the car now, Betty? I bought it in April of 20, uh, 2016. Okay. All right, so we're in 2019, so it's three years. You know what? Just buy some coffee, walk up to the guy... And explain your story, and I'm sure there's going to be some help somewhere. Uh, Honda's very, very conscious of their reputation, and if there is an issue, they will cover it. There's one way to find out, too, is uh, you have to go to the government website, uh, and you can look for the recall if there is a recall on that car. It's usually listed on the government website. That's at Ministry of Transport. Yeah, Ministry of Transport. Yeah. Right. Ministry of Transport? Yeah. Um, what if they give me a hard time? Well, you know what? You, you may have nothing to, uh, to argue about. You may have to pay for the repair. It, it's something you're going to have to investigate further. I mean, right now, at this point, you don't know why the air is not working. Yes. You only know that it's not. Yeah, um, I mean, I've only got 19,000 kilometers on No, we're, well, we're on your side. We're just trying to explain to you what could possibly you make it not. You could have a like, stone For example, hole. yeah, if you were following a cement truck or a gravel truck and the stone went through the condenser, for example, yes. that's not the manufacturer's responsibility, so that would not be covered. But if there was an issue, for example, with the compressor and there was nothing outside that caused it, for sure, they were going to take care of it for you. Mm-hmm. Already? So, oh, okay. So just walk up to the dealership, talk to the advisor, explain your problem. Don't wait for a callback because they usually don't call back because they're busy. Okay. All right. Go there personally and explain the issue and, and see what they can do for you. Thank you. Okay. Sorry, Lots of luck. Sorry to keep you on hold. Okay. Thank All right. you. All right. But quickly, uh, John, uh, you have a course that, that people can take? Yeah, well, we have lots of video uh, support, particularly for consumers. We call it the OMVIC Academy. It's on our website at omvic.ca, and uh, just go into the website, click on the uh, the academy, and you'll watch seven videos, which are very informative. They're short. They're two to three minutes, and uh, they're fun, and uh, they give you all the information you need or should need to at least get you started in, in understanding how a transaction works and what you need to be prepared exactly. for. Exactly. Best to do your homework before because to try to fix it after is way harder. Oh, well, yeah. No, you, you know don't want policy. to be coming back after that. Buy in haste and repent in leisure. <laughs>
<laughs> Anyways, want well, to thank you for joining us. Uh, John Carmichael is uh, again the head of Omvic. Uh, usually Terry's here, but he's out drinking. I don't know where he is. He's camping. That's yeah, nice. Camping. The guy's having a nice break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alan, thank you. No problem. Tim, uh, great job. We have a new operator today, and Tim is the guy. And of course, uh, our audience is working in the other room. Shh. Keep Don't. the shiny side up, the greasy side down. We'll see you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.